Curtin Cade mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. Am I good enough for God to stick around? Am I good enough for him to love me and not get fed up with all of my failures? These are questions we as Christians can wrestle with. Absolutely. And often because we reflect that in other people, and God is so much better than that. Who is God? Mm-hmm. You know, he is so other. We had a conversation with Ian Tully about this, and he's a counselor from Fieldstone Counseling in the Raleigh-Durham area in North Carolina, and he has uh, written an article. It, it kind of popped up on our radar, and we're thinking, we need to talk with him about this because we need to be reminded of some very important biblical truths. Ian, good morning to you, my friend. Uh, wow, what a way to, to begin this conversation. How did this, this whole thing, this, what is the struggle for you with this, you know, am I good enough? The backstory of why you felt like, you know what, God is put in, putting this on my heart in such a deep way that I got to write about this. Sure, sure. Great question. The genesis for this article really came from uh, an experience that I kept having with my son. Uh, He's 19 months old. Uh, My wife and I just recently moved from Boston to the Raleigh-Durham area. A lot of transition for adults, let alone for someone of his age. And so I was dropping him off at daycare repeatedly every day, Monday through Friday. And the same scenario was happening. I would drop him off and as I would set him down and get ready to head out. I mean, the the tears would start, the crying would start, the lip was trembling. And, you know, maybe one day that that doesn't affect me, but after the fifth, the tenth, the fifteenth day, it really begins to just burden a father's heart. And I think the Lord just met me in that moment um, in a Bible study one day. I was just reading through Exodus and got to chapter three, and I saw how God presented, um, desired himself to be presented before Egypt through the mouth of Moses. And it felt like God reached through his scripture by the power of his spirit to just say, Ian, is this how you feel? Is this this really what's going on in your heart? Is this idea of, oh, do you feel like you're not good enough for me to stay? And maybe this is how you feel your son is afraid you're behaving towards him every morning. Wow. We, uh, Man, that's really, really good. Isn't that wow. interesting, by the way, yeah. uh, how God speaks to us through the circumstances of life? I mean, it's the Word of God primarily. We all know that that's true. But it's uh, it's out of that, you know, God can speak any way He wants to, and it's primarily through the Word. But then you have circumstances. Nothing, obviously, if anything disagrees with the Word, then uh, it's not from God. However, however, we have to be aware of the sacred echo in our lives, because God is trying to tell us stuff and confirm things, and that's kind of what He was doing with you, bringing something to the surface. And so, I think a lot of us can identify with the fact of you know, God, um, you know, I know what you tell me in your word. I know that you promised to never leave me, never forsake me. I know that I am loved by you. You sent your son to die for me, uh, even before I made, uh, you know, before I embraced Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I, I know all about that, but I still, even though I, I'm trying not to, I have this performance mentality, and I'm afraid that 
you're finally going to say one day, okay, you've reached the limit of my grace and you're done. Or, you know, I love you as my child, but I can't use you anymore because you have not been, quote unquote, obedient enough. I think we have a lot of people listening in this morning who have felt that way or who are feeling that way today. So let's hit the reset button. What do you want to say to them? Mm. I would say those feelings make sense. I mean, think about any of the relationships you've ever had throughout your life, right? Your parents, maybe even your spouse, co-workers, employers. It is not unusual to walk through life and to have the majority, maybe even all of those relationships, be just like what you described, Kurt, performance-based, right? If you don't perform well enough at work, you're cut. If you're not attentive enough as a friend, then you are withdrawn from. And I think it's easy for any human being to map our experiences with other people onto a holy God. And this is why we must continue to go back to Scripture to see how is a holy God, the biblical God, different than any person, any relationship that we've ever been a part of. And so you can turn to passages like Hosea 11 passages where the Old Testament is is near the conclusion. Jesus hasn't come yet, but so far it's it's been a bleak picture in which Israel just cannot get their act together. Failure after failure after failure. And if you look at verses 7 through, I think, 9, you see God respond in a profoundly jaw-dropping way. You could start to see, right, that Jesus is on the way, that the dawn of redemptive history is about to begin. And so to answer your question, Kurt, I think sometimes it's easy to stop looking at the mirror for our own validation, to stop looking at other people for our own validation, and begin to look at the Word of God and say, what does God think of me? How does God respond to my sinfulness? And we see here, compassion. Look at this. This is this is so good. This yeah. is so helpful, Ian. This is... You know, God is, you know, I am not a man, you know, and, and we tend to, you're right, project uh, our human experience onto God and and presume, even if we don't say it, we think, well, he's, he's kind of like us. No, he's not like us. And it's with our tiny, fallen, finite minds, we cannot wrap our minds around who he really is and the bible is just scratching the surface it's uh it's just the very beginning of who god is his revelation of himself to us because if we were going to make up a god it would not be my guess is the god of the bible because mm-hmm. he is so other and we have to wrestle with some of these things but if if we can just keep in mind what you said and, and be people of the word who is god anyway then we get to know him better. You know, those who know his word the best hear his voice the most. You know the tone of his voice. You you can speak truth into the lies that other people are saying about you, and, and you can say, you know what? I am not who other people say I am. I am who God says I am. And you can speak back not only to that situation, but, hey, let's not forget about spiritual warfare, the devil and his minions. He's always whispering in our ear, God's not going to take you back. God just doesn't love you. God's done with you. These are lies we have to expose. I entirely agree, right? That, that pulls First John chapter 2 to my mind, right? Verse 1, if anyone does sin, 
we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Right? I think we can we can look at Jesus' coming all day, but I think me being the, the critical self-analysis that I am, I constantly say, you know, may, maybe I've sinned too much. You know, listening to what you just said, Kurt, the enemy whispering, uh, all of humanity sin when they repent and follow Christ. Their sin is covered, but yours, ah, oh, too <laughs> disgraceful, yeah, too shameful. Yeah. And then you get to John chapter 2, and it's yet again God saying, no, 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 no. Even if Jesus has ascended, he is now your advocate. Don't listen to the enemy's whispers that you're not good enough, because where you were faithless, Jesus was faithful. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's like just talking back to Satan and, and presenting the truth to him and saying, hey, Satan, guess what? I am not good enough, but Jesus is. Entirely agree, right? Uh-huh. And, and, and even that advocate, right? He, the book of Hebrews says that advocate, our advocate, sympathizes with our plight, right? If you, if you need some type of sympathy, you need someone who can empathize with what you're going through, and we're better to run for that empathy, for that support, than the man who is tempted by Satan himself in the wilderness. Oh, yeah, that's so true. Ian, this is really a, an excellent article. It's a, it's a short ar- article, it's a quick read, but it is uh, so valuable to just kind of prayerfully ponder over some of these thoughts. Ian, thank you for being with us here today, and uh, what you've done is no small task or no small service to the body of Christ, because I know that we have some in our community who are gathering together, who are feeling uh, right along the lines of what we're talking about. And they need encouragement, and they need truth, and you brought it in a very big way. So thank you, my friend. Appreciate it. Thank you both. Thanks for listening to Curtin Kate Morning's podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.